Welcome to Movies Are Life. I'm your host, Nathan Chandler. Tune up your accordion and crank up the parody tunes, because today we will be talking about the one-of-a-kind Weird Al and the new film exploring his unexpected success in the music industry. If you are a reoccurring listener to the podcast, today's guest may be familiar to you. If not, you are in for a treat, because this guy's mind for movie trivia is unmatched, and today we will see if the same goes for popular music. It's one of my best friends, Kyle Radford. How's it going, Kyle? Hey, buddy. It's good. It's good. What yeah. an introduction. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Are you are you okay if I uh, introduced you as one of my best friends? It almost kind of feels like, you know, when you're dating someone and you're like, are we like... Yeah, <laughs> it's we're going to talk about that later. I don't really <laughs> want to talk about that on the air, but we are going to have a conversation about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, uh, to give uh, a little background on this story uh, or this movie, the movie Weird, the Al Yankovic story explores every facet of Weird Al Yankovic's life from his fast rise to fame with early hits like Eat It and Like a Surgeon to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously depraved lifestyle. If this is already kind of sounding not quite the Weird Al that you think about in your head, that we'll, we'll explore that a little bit more. But in this bio, uh, this biopic takes audiences on a truly unbelievable journey through Yankovic's life and career from gifted child prodigy to the greatest musical legend of all time. <laughs> so this film is directed by, I, I want to say Eric Apple, it's spelled A P P E L. So uh, forgive me if that's not the way you would say it, but to me, that's, I guess that's how you say it, but <laughs> yeah, in my mind, it's a pal, but Appel, yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. Totally. Who knows? I tried to, I tried to do some digging, but at some point you're like, I mean, you know, that's, that's, you know, <laughs> but yeah, uh, let, it's, their, let, let their attorneys contact you. Right, right, right. <laughs> uh, this movie stars, stars Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al, Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna and Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento It is currently streaming free on the Roku channel. So you can easily watch it. If you don't mind sitting through multiple, multiple commercials, <laughs> as long as, um, as long as uh, I've known Kyle and we've, talk about movies and music I, I i was glad you wanted to talk about this because when i texted you i was like i don't think we've ever really talked about weird al before and um i and we'll dig into this i i grew up listening to his music and i really wanted to talk to someone who also you know grew up loving or maybe not loving but at least listening to his music but familiar with him before like talking about this uh talking about this movie because i was a big fan of his even his 1989 film UHF, which bombed at the time, but has become a cult hit, hit, has always been a favorite of mine. So before we talk about this film in particular, I want to know, Kyle, what is your relationship to Weird Al's music? I can't believe we've gotten this far in our friendship and never had the oh so important how do you feel about Weird Al conversation? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I love- I, asking somebody about Weird Al is almost kind of like, um, do, do you watch the WWE or professional wrestling? <laughs> it's like you know, it's kind of you. You feel like uh, someone's gonna almost kind of judge you in one way or another. I guess. <laughs> oh yeah, my my wife and I had that conversation because of this movie, me watching it, and I had to ask her if she was familiar with Weird Al, and and uh, it's a good thing we're already married. Uh, <laughs> no, I love Weird Al. Um, I, I de- he was definitely a part of my childhood. Uh, I was a big fan of I was a big fan of uh, his songs. I remember he must have been. I, I was trying to think about this because there was no internet. Uh, but they must have played his videos on MTV because yeah. I remember watching, you know, Eat It and like a Sur- the Like a Surgeon video I particularly remember. I-, I remember all those growing up. So they must have been on rotation on MTV. Um, 
I think you actually showed me UHF in college. I don't think I'd okay. ever seen it before. And I think, uh, I think you showed it to me. So yeah, I, I was, I grew up with him and loving his music, but I was totally unaware of the movie until you showed it to me. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's just such like that goofy, just silliness. Um, I, uh, Alapalooza was a great album. I definitely listened to Bad Hair Day all the time. That's the one with, with Amish Paradise on it. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. Running with Scissors after that. Like those were my big three, especially especially Bad Hair Day and Running with Scissors. But um, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm an Al Yankovic fan. That uh, that was definitely the the, the kind of uh, comedy I <laughs> gravitated towards. Just the super nerdy Al Yankovic mystery science theater you know just never gonna get a date type comedy uh, <laughs> and so it was really nice to see uh to see this uh this this biopic of of the man's uh the man's life uh, uh, totally totally ridiculous and just really matching his music you know? right right yeah yeah uh yeah kind of my background with him especially um kind of growing up in a conservative household I, I you know i don't even know what turned me on uh to his music and stuff but his music was always just kind of a safe thing to listen to and even at, at an early age i was fascinated with um not just comedy but stand-up comedy and just the the musical parody aspect of it all mm -hmm. and um i had a i actually texted uh, my cousin greg ross uh we maybe it was his parents that introduced us because I actually mentioned this in another podcast. We didn't have MBTV in Longview, like our cable company didn't carry it. Mm -hmm. So, but I vividly, Greg owned a best of Weird Al music videos like on VHS. Oh and gosh. so, yeah. And so, uh, I mean, I don't know how many times <laughs> we listened to that, but I texted him actually about the, just seeing if he had a chance to see this movie and he has a really young baby. So, uh, you know, I figured he didn't have the time really, but right. uh, I just had to read this text. I just thought it was funny. He said, I remember giving you a cassette of his for a uh, birthday once, but I recorded a dub version where I announced each song before it played something like that and gave you that cassette instead of the original kind of weird maybe a jerk move now that i think of it <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that was funny but yeah i would definitely you know uh we saw uhf and all that kind of stuff and it, it's just it's funny i even the running with scissors album i probably didn't i'm not as super familiar with that so i think a lot of people probably you know get deep into his music at some point but probably leave it <laughs> at some point too you know because i know he's released albums uh since then but he recently uh came to oklahoma city and i was like oh i was just really interested to see i mean one like tickets and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and man the ticket prices to see him were so high i was just really I was, yeah i was pretty shocked and i was like a little bit out of my range of just kind of like you know it was more like, oh, if that's cheap enough, maybe that'd be fun to go to. And I was like, oh, oh, that's like, I, I, I'm a fan, but not that big of a fan. So he, he, he clearly still has an audience that I, I'm, I'm assuming a lot of people in that like our age that are older now, and you know they probably have introduced kids to his music and that sort mm -hmm. of thing. So, um, so um, you mentioned a little bit. So you've given me a hard time because you've been on the podcast twice and. I've basically made you watch uh, movies uh, that you, that you don't like. So, uh, I know. Uh, yeah, the big question is, did, did you like this movie? Um, 
I was thinking about that. I was like, oh man, are we going to go three for three? Is it going to be another <laughs> awful movie? Uh, I, I, I liked this movie. This movie was fine. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it took me, I think a couple sittings to finish it. It, I, it was very much weird out humor and that I think I've probably matured past a lot of his kind of <laughs> silly humor. I yeah. think the movie was probably about 15 minutes longer than it needed to be. It started to kind of lose me a little bit. Yeah. I think some of the gags repeat themselves a little too much. Um, but at the core of it, I thought it was a really funny concept. Um, you know, kind of sending up the biopic and it being like a parody of a, a movie instead of just a parody of a song. But they're kind of hurt by the fact that the Dewey Cox movie came out like a decade ago, which kind yeah. of already did that. Um, but that being said, there's some really funny jokes. There's like, it it, it definitely, it, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. It was fine. I Next week, I probably won't remember that I've seen it. It'll probably <laughs> be gone from my mind. Um, but it was it was super enjoyable and it like it brought a smile to my face just kind of remembering Weird Al and hearing, you know, whenever hearing the old songs again, My Bologna or My Bologna and Eat It and all that, uh, that just kind of made me smile. I'm like, oh man, I'm so glad that Weird Al's still out there doing yeah. stuff. And that I hope that this movie you know, shows, brings his humor to people. And I enjoyed all the cameos too. I thought those yeah. were fun to sit there and kind of point everybody out that was in it. But yeah. no, overall it was a, it was a, a, a fine movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and it's funny because uh, I purposely, for the most part, try to stay away from trailers in general. And when they announced yeah. this movie and I saw the first trailer, I just kind of had to see it, especially knowing that Daniel Radcliffe was going to play Weird Al. And so I don't even remember initially what the first trailer was. And so I started this movie and I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know why I expected something different than what it ended up being, which is not a bad thing, but yeah. th this gets get The movie gets going. And I just, even in the moment, like I, I was a big enough fan. I remember uh, his behind the music uh, episode with VH one and that whole thing, it was kind of tongue in cheek, but it told his story. But like, mm -hmm. I just, even my faint memory of that, I, I remember him like, he like he adored his parents like he didn't have like his story in a way it's almost uninteresting of in the sense of that he just worked really hard to achieve what he did did there you know he really didn't have any huge turmoil and no. so at first when the family is like especially his dad is just you know shooting down his dream constantly i'm sitting there going like wait wait a second and then i don't know why it just struck me of like okay this is you know like you said this is a parody of his life and i i mean once you kind of that clicks you know it's a lot easier to understand the movie but yeah um it, it is a little interesting that it just took this uh i compared it to remind me something of like airplane like that the zucker brothers would make mm -hmm. a movie like that it's just it sets itself up for a movie that has you know shoots jokes just constantly at you some of them hit really well some you know some don't land but yeah like yeah. you you know um i i very very similar like i was kind of like okay we get we get the point like <laughs> at some point while you're going on with this movie 
but still every once in a while there was just a killer joke that actually made me laugh out loud i know that's a little cliche to say but uh i was no, like you're absolutely right every every time i thought like all right this is kind of losing me a little bit then there would be something completely unexpected that would crack me up and i'd be like ah oh, this movie still got it like it's 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 still it's still uh it's still funny enough that like i i, I don't i don't hate this movie i don't dislike this movie like there, there is funny stuff in here. I don't think there's almost two hours worth of funny stuff in it. Um, but I thought Daniel Radcliffe was really funny. I, I, I think I went into this knowing exactly what this was going to be. <laughs> I didn't think it was a real look at the Weird Al story. Um, but you're right. He did love his parents. I thought that was kind of odd at first that he painted them kind of as villains, which I guess yeah. you have to. But I know they died unexpectedly like... 20 years ago or something like that from like carbon monoxide poisoning and i oh, know that I, I think so i i could be totally misremembering that but if i remember correctly like his parents died tragically something like that so it made me think oh, that's weird that he would because he wrote this that he would paint them as villains <laughs> yeah um, but yeah but then you know it all works out in the end Too, yeah yeah really funny and there was some really funny stuff with his parents like yeah genuinely hilarious stuff uh with his folks um it was kind of madonna stuff some of that to me it was like that's when it started to or mm. maybe like him going crazy with it with the fame where yeah you know you kind of knew where we were going and i was like let's just get to that or to maybe a little long to for inspiration to come on some of the songs where you knew what was going to happen it's like we don't need to belabor this movie let's just let's just get to some of the more interesting stuff you don't have to you don't have to hold our hand with all of this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I totally agree. There, There's a, a scene that definitely um, where he mimics the doors and Jim Morrison, you know, mm -hmm. with the leather pants. And I like I'm not even a huge doors fan. And I got that reference kind of right away a little bit just to be like, mm -hmm. yeah, I know. But for I really thought like that scene in particular, I know what they were getting at. But I was like, that's a really old uh, pop culture reference <laughs> to the doors. And so uh, some of the jokes even they're going for are a little, uh, I'm like, eh, I, I don't quite know if you're as current <laughs> with, you know, you don't think everybody knows that Jim Morrison was arrested in Miami for exposing himself on stage. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not, I might be wrong, but no, uh, I, I know. I, I was like, wow, they're really doing a doors reference. Right. I know. And I'm like, I don't think, I'm pretty sure Al never uh, parodied a Doors song, so they just yeah. stuck this in there. Yeah, I was uh, like, am I watching Wayne's World 2 or something? I don't know, you know, but... But I did love, like, like the first time he had a drink is when he turned into the crazy alcoholic that was just screaming at everyone. <laughs> um, and and uh, I loved, like, the devious Madonna pulling the strings with her, like, Machiavellian <laughs> yeah. schemes. I thought that was really funny the way that they played all that. I thought Rain Wilson was great as Dr. Demento. Yeah. And everything he, he did. Oh my God. At the end when he said he wanted to adopt him. I mean, I don't want to just sit here and run through all the jokes, but there right. were some like <laughs> genuinely funny <laughs> left turn jokes. Yeah. Um, I mean, the end with his parents where uh, she's like, I'm fat. I'm fat. I know it. <laughs> and they go through the whole thing with Amish paradise. He's like, say what you said again. And they're both like, what, not the time, man. We stopped talking about that. Like, and, and Radcliffe did a great job of playing like Al's like wide-eyed wonder and kind of how naive 
he is about the world, which is kind of his persona, like a big naive kid. Yeah. Um, it's always, but always a little sinister is the wrong word, but he's always like up to something a little bit. Yeah. Um, and it never really bordered on, it never really got to parody what he was doing, which I thought was really strong and kind of grounded the performance in that, that moved the movie along a little bit to yeah. where, uh, he was completely, you know, in the real world. And even even to acting the straight man to some of the things that were absurd things that were happening around him. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. I thought that was really smart. Yeah. No, like you said, it's it's hard not to. It, it, this is movie is just that type of like, oh, that line was so funny there. Mm -hmm. Or uh, <laughs> the, the hey boy. Uh, not so much the first time, but the second time. Hey the boy, callback. Yeah. Yes. Uh, was really good. Um and uh, I didn't, I really just enjoyed, uh, for people who don't watch this movie, his dad works at uh, the factory and is constantly trying to crush his dream, uh, Weird Al's dream of playing accordion. I just like that they have this big fight and <laughs> the young Weird Al finally goes, what do you make at the factory? <laughs> and he says, you'll find out what we make at the factory when you work at the factory. <laughs> and yep. I mean, you either find that joke funny or you won't. And if you do, you'll enjoy the movie. If you don't, you're going to enjoy this. Th very then it's much. not for you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like definitely Kayla came in. I think maybe the second time I was, I was watching this or, or not the second I was watching this, but as I was, cause I watched it in multiple sittings. Um, and, and I got my usual, like, what the hell are you watching that she does on a lot of the shows that I watch. <laughs> and I kind of, I, you know, I was like, you know, it's the weird owl movie. And you know, it's just, no recognition yeah. <laughs> at all when I say something like that. <laughs> She's like, is that Daniel Radcliffe? I'm like, yeah, you're not gonna, you don't want to watch this. Trust me. Like, this is not something that you're gonna enjoy. Yeah. And I'm like, did was Al was Al Weird Al on your radar at all growing up? And she's like, I have no, not in any way. <laughs> so you if you knew Weird Al, you're gonna enjoy this. If you didn't. Yeah, you know it's on the Roku channel. That's yeah. all you need to know. Right, right. You, you, you could probably school me on this. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen Dewey Cox, but one element that I thought might have been kind of new for this parody was I, I liked how this movie made fun of I think our fascination of how songs uh, are created. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if Dewey Cox really because a lot of those songs were original songs. Uh, in that movie, but like, you know, we get fascinated with like, oh, this song, this is how, you know, it originated or they were doing this. And um, I, I like the fact that Weird How has always kind of paid on himself. You know, yeah, this whole movie is tongue in cheek of like, <laughs> can you believe I got successful, you know, uh, basically <laughs> rewriting the words to other people's songs. But just as you mentioned, this dinner uh, dinner table scene where they're talking about that, just poking fun of the fact that like he came up with the songs the way, you know, that that process is yep. not the creative process is really not that interesting. You know, just like if you were going to a factory to see however they make whatever you know actually that's probably more fascinating than how people sit down to write songs or screenplays and stuff so i liked how it really uh poked fun at that aspect of like <laughs> the, the inspiration of writing a song about a piece of meat you know well and, and the movie never um the movie's constantly 
ripping on how it knows how ridiculous his profession is. like what he does is like yeah. taking other people's songs and putting silly lyrics usually about food to those songs and that's how he got famous and and the movie is constantly rolling its eyes like can you believe this is what he does you know and, uh which was which is never ceased to be funny to me when they would and then making it seem like such a big deal like when they um cut from the president's speech to the update on him getting arrested or him winning the award for uh, not technically the best, but definitely the most famous uh, you know, accordion player <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. Well, to me, when I was a kid, Weird Al was like the epitome of celebrity. Uh, I think it's it's um, it's Naked Gun uh, 3, the third one, 33 and a third. Yeah, yeah. Where they yeah. go to the Oscars and like the Oscar hosts are Vanna White and Weird Al. And I guess that's God. supposed to be a joke. But to my young self, I'm like, well, that makes sense. Of course, Weird Al would be host at the Oscars. Famous as it gets. Yeah. And it's so funny. Guy, I'm like, yeah, Al never lived this celebrity lifestyle. <laughs> no, no. And um, I, I mean, he definitely, I mean, this movie kind of just remind me of him. I mean, it's kind of, uh, it, it's everybody, it, you know, comic book movies are so popular now, you know, Star Wars movies and shows are so popular now, you know, everybody's talked about how nerdum is, you know, cool now, or, mm -hmm. you, you know, it's not rare to know all the things. And he definitely, I mean, to me, <laughs> was one of the first ones to really kind of be, I mean, a nerd that was like popular and, you mm -hmm. know, he never, I, I actually, I know it's kind of weird to say this, but I think he probably, you could probably trace him back to say he understood branding before a lot of people did in pop culture. I mean, his Hawaiian shirt and mm -hmm. this movie being a parody, uh, of the music lifestyle and himself to me shows he knows exactly what he's doing. I, I still think there's a side of him that he doesn't show personal life or whatever. I, you know, it's his persona and he has stuck with that. I mean, you recognize the curly hair and you recognize the shirt and he has stuck with that. He knows, he knows what he is. And, you know, like I said, I don't know why I was expecting a any other different movie than what turned out with this. But um, yeah, to me, this movie was just a reminder of that. He, he is quite an enigma in the, in the industry, you know, but yeah. uh, 40 years, he hasn't changed that persona in 40 years, except he's evolved it and he stayed current with all these different generations, you know, keeping up with the different types of parodies and the different media. I mean, to keep himself relevant. I mean, at this point, he's a almost 65-year-old man that still is doing these silly song parodies about food or whatever. And I would have to assume, like you said, there's still an audience for it. I mean, he's still selling out arenas. That can't just be nostalgia, right? It can't just be all people our age there saying, oh, I remember this song. Um, yeah. You know, I'm sure it's something I'll, I'll show my kids and then feel completely safe Right. showing him that music that this is something that i don't have to worry about i loved his original stuff too like all of his polkas that he would do were good some of his original yeah. songs are really funny um so yeah I, he I, I i did several years back when like the nerdist podcast and some of the other podcasts he was on them and he gave you know he's he's a silly guy and he goes for broad corny jokes so there's always that but he, you know, he gave some really thoughtful interviews about 
you know, what he did and how he was inspired with, with writing and where he came from. And, uh, and it's, it's just any other comedian story, you know, he out there working the comedy club, sending in his tapes, trying to get noticed, just working hard shoes on the ground type, you know, type work. Um, and he, he's, he's definitely calculated with it now and he, he tries hard and he keeps that persona going. And I mean, I love that, but watching him get his, his uh accordion or watching him get his hawaiian shirt like he's so mythologized i feel like now at least for me he was i looked up to him so much little it was like watching superman get his cape or something in the movie when he finally gets that i'm like it's like he was a superhero getting his his costume that i that i knew and loved like getting to see spider-man for the first time in his costume like oh it's weird alan it's a hawaiian shirt now he did it <laughs> he's got his accordion yeah. um it was fun hearing him sing all the stuff at first i was like man you know because dana radcliffe can sing yeah he was in uh he was he was in that broadway musical how to succeed in business without even trying yeah um i think that's the one he was in um and so i kind of wanted to hear him sing a little bit but uh yeah but I was, it, was, it was cool seeing out dub them all yeah I, I i was gonna ask you about that how how you felt about the lip syncing uh, part of it it kind of threw me off um at first I think maybe part of it was a little lag time between my internet speed <laughs> and watching it a little bit too. Uh, and so, but at that point, at first it kind of, kind of threw me off a little bit then, but then I was like, why, why, why is that bother? Why is right. That I'm like, what, what am I expecting from this movie? Realism? Like, I, yeah, like, it's fine. It could yeah. be, it could be even completely over the top <laughs> lip syncing and it would, it would match what the movie is doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I'll give it that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I do enjoy how the band members uh, just play all of a sudden. He's like, why didn't you tell me you did this before? Uh, like, oh, it didn't seem relevant. Yeah. Who's the one guy, the guy that played the bass, mm -hmm. um, that actor, he was a child oh. actor in something. Do you oh. recognize? Oh, Nate's Googling now, but that, that little moon face kid, I recognize from something. <laughs> Oh um, yeah, I have I have no idea. I enjoyed all the songs. You know, I I didn't. I'm glad that they they gave the songs some room to breathe and did uh you know allowed some performances of uh of some of his older stuff and then Amish Paradise. Even though the timing was way, the timeline was way wrong on that one, which <laughs> kind of bothered me. I'm like, he didn't write this song in 1985. Yeah. This is from yeah. the mid 90s. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was fun. I thought the movie got better the more absurd it got. Because mm -hmm. it definitely was leaning into the conventions of this is us parroting a biopic. And then it got totally off the rails. And I thought it benefited from that. Like the, the weirder it got, the better it was, in my opinion. Yeah. And the less it would drag. Um, when it became like a pseudo action movie, I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, the whole Pablo, the Pablo Escobar absolutely <laughs> hilarious. It's so like, funny. It stuck the landing on the ending with him being assassinated, and then that it playing it completely uh, somber with the montage of like all the pictures at the end, and then doing the Carrie ending of her going to the grave and his arm coming up from the <laughs> grave to get her. I like she was walking. I'm like, oh my, oh my god, are they going to do the Carrie ending? And uh, it did not disappoint. And then he had a new song over the credits. I don't know if you yeah. listened to the song over I the did. credits. That was yeah, really funny too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which showed I, him like he still got it. Like he's still writing new funny songs, uh, parroting a song over the credits. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. The the ending. Yeah. Is 
definitely definitely um very entertaining and yeah weird out for me is just always uh i almost almost kind of wish he uh kind of took on some newer material if he was deciding to do all these uh parodies but i've always seen him as uh almost kind of a gateway to like uh what songs are popular similar to how i still i I still enjoy watching saturday night live to see the musical guests just to Mm -hmm. see you know just to kind of have some kind of understanding of (laughs) what's popular even though i i don't listen to it and so that's how you know weird al has become for a lot of people you know and so at some point i wonder when he's like oh okay i'm tired of you be tired of being your pop culture foothold (laughs) but i need that yeah maybe maybe that's how i should keep up because it's definitely i'm like you i have to listen to snl to be like okay what do the kids listen to these days so i listen to her podcasts and nothing that was recorded after 2002 Um, right the kid by the way i looked it up is the little kid from gladiator as we were sitting here he's the little boy from gladiator (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so thank God I can sleep tonight. Now I know who that is. He plays <laughs> bass in the weird owl movie. <laughs> well, hopefully, hopefully this provides him more opportunities now. So, <laughs> well, um, well, I'm going to jump into this uh, movie musings segment. And um, so I didn't give you these questions uh, beforehand. So, uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Yeah. <laughs> movie musings. Uh, what, what's your favorite Weird Al song? Um, well, like I said, I always liked his polkas a lot. On uh, Running With Scissors, the last song is Albuquerque. It's like an 11-minute song that's like this rambling, super odd tale. That was always my favorite. So I haven't listened to it in years and it might be total crap now, but I'm going to say Albuquerque um, is my favorite. Um, But then the parodies of the parodies, you know, like a surgeon's really great. Um, But I loved Amish paradise growing up. I thought Amish paradise was so funny. Yeah. I was glad that they, it got so much time in this. Yeah. And it's also, I mean, we hit on a little bit about music videos, but that was also, I think, uh, Amish Paradise was uh, definitely a, a huge hit for him, but the, I think the music video really supported that because the music videos were just as funny as the songs. Uh, I, I think probably actually funnier <laughs> than the Absolutely. actual songs. Yeah, I mean when you would when you would stumble upon one of those afternoons where it would be like Al takes over MTV or whatever, and they would show his his songs for like thirty minutes, his videos. They were so funny. I remember. Like it was like a gift from heaven whenever I would stumble upon that and get to watch some of his videos, like the uh, eat it video. And um, I, and I I thought it was really funny in the movie that they switched it to where he wrote several of these songs and it was like Michael Jackson and Coolio that copied him and like his throwing fits that like, he's not going to do any of those Michael Jackson songs. Uh, because Michael Jackson stole it from him. I thought that was that was a really funny way to spin it. Yeah. And them constantly like this song, which I wrote and is completely originally mine. Really stressing that. <laughs> it was I, fun I, to see Al in the movie. I didn't say that. Really fun to see Al in the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was glad. I, it, it was fun to see him in it. And I I always I mean, there's tons of songs to choose from, but I always liked "Smells Like Nirvana." Uh, just 
one because I loved that band, but I, yeah. I think almost more so because I liked the story behind it of like when he asked permission uh <laughs> to write that song and they're like yeah that's great is it gonna be about food and he's like well actually it's about how nobody can understand what you're saying <laughs> and they went oh, cool awesome <laughs> you know so and they loved uh, it and i love yeah. that about it and and most people like loved loved his uh him pairing their work the yeah. yankovic bump as they call it in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sweet yankovic bump yeah um so I, I can't really answer this question for myself because I have no musical talent at all. But uh, you know, you definitely in college you played a lot of a lot of guitar. But um, what was your favorite song to play? Just my song, my favorite song, like to play yeah. in general. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, I always really well. There's the standard of uh, learning to play. Um, Stairway to Heaven, which I'm I'm sure I butchered and played so much. I mean, it's really that scene in, in Wayne's World where it's like, no stairway in the guitar shop. Like, I played that a lot. <laughs> I always liked playing Tears in Heaven, the uh, Eric yeah. Clapton song, because it was just, like, hard enough that uh, I think people would be like, ooh, but it was kind of mm -hmm. sappy. Um, so, yeah, I loved playing Tears in Heaven. And, <laughs> and, the, and, the, um, and the guitar solo intro to Unforgiven, The Unforgiven by Metallica. Oh, that was yeah. always fun to play because you could play it on like a classical guitar, like any guitar, and it sounded like you really knew what you were doing. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you remember this. I, I, I promise this wasn't I didn't mean to have this segue, but um, you you taught me one <laughs> bass line uh, from a song. Do you have any idea of what it was? I taught you a bass line. Yeah. OK. Uh, um, I mean, was it smoke on the water? <laughs> no, but maybe not. Maybe not Wait, quite. Cool. Was it rearranged by Limp Biscuit? <laughs> no, it wasn't okay. that. Um, but it was "Come As You Are" by Nirvana. Oh, uh, okay. At the very beginning, yeah. And so <laughs> I, I still couldn't quite get it now if I picked it up. But for some reason, uh, yeah, I, I specifically remember coming. It was you're in Keith's band, and it wasn't in Waco, but it was it's definitely a station. In College Station, I just remember in a parking lot somewhere. But yeah, yeah, uh, really, the <laughs> pinnacle of my career playing in some parking lot in College Station. <laughs> but wasn't I, think that played, I think we played three or four songs because that's all we had. <laughs> wasn't it part of a, a festival or of some sort? Oh, yeah. festival is a charitable word. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I know one of the songs was from Alkal. How do you say their name? Alkaline Alkal Trio. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have no again. I have no memory of, of that. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed yourself. Although you didn't say you enjoyed yourself, I'm just projecting that part. That I'm going to take that next step and say that you enjoyed yourself. No, like you, Hayes. I just remember throwing my shirt, you know, taking it off, throwing it at you guys, and you guys just kind of ignored me. And my feelings. Yeah, well, really it happens so often. <laughs> okay, you mentioned it. Here, here's the last question for you, and this. This is really putting you on the spot, but you mentioned it. One a really fun thing. If anything, if we could pull our wives into this movie, it would be to look for the cameos that are that are in it because there's a lot yes. of fun cameos. Um, what what is one of your favorite cameos in a movie? Uh, I think the greatest cameo of all time in any movie is Matt Damon in um, in uh, Eurotrip. Okay. Have you seen I have not. I have not seen that. 
it is a little nothing movie with no stars in it that um, is has a completely unexpected Matt Damon cameo where he sings, well, he lip syncs a song about banging the lead of the of the movie's girlfriend. And it's called Scotty Doesn't Know about how he's been uh, having, she's been having an affair with the singer of this band the entire time. And the lead character has no idea. And it kind of sets off the core, it, you know, puts the movie in place because of this. But he's like, he, he's the lead singer of a punk band and he's got all these piercings and he sings this great song, Scotty Doesn't Know. So, and it's like, and apparently he knew like the directors or something from college or something like that and did them a favor. But it's like, is Matt Damon doing this movie? It's a, it's a look it up online. It's a fantastic cameo. I, I need to look that up. Yeah, the the as you were talking, the one that came to mind, maybe not the greatest of all time, but I I remember when Neil Patrick Harris showed up in Harold and Kumar uh, go to White Castle because mm-hmm. at that time now uh, now he, he's I mean. He's always been famous, I guess you can say. But that was the first time he had showed up in something in a long time. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody, I mean, now people wouldn't necessarily, he probably doesn't get the Doogie Hauser as much as he used to, right? He's done How I Met Your Mother and Broadway and all this stuff. But I remember him appearing in that movie. And at the time, we were like, oh my gosh, like it kind of re- it kind of jump started his career. Again. It really did. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. As far as this movie goes, I mean, it was fun to, uh, see jack jack white uh i mean i always jack black uh, jack, jack black as soon it's, as it's uh, uh, polar opposite jack black. <laughs> you know i get my colors mixed up you know sometimes you but yeah um so th- that was fun to, that was fun to see him and then um i mean uh, yeah what's your favorite cameo in the movie um oh gosh uh i i always like pat and oswald just because even though yeah. his part his part's not not the funniest uh at all but um what about yours that's kind of mine uh it's it's conan o'brien i absolutely adore conan (laughs) o'brien yeah and so and he's not an actor and so seeing him just being goofy and anything always makes my heart a little happy so seeing him as andy warhol just cracked me up even though he's making like no attempt to act in any way it's just this stupid wig and you can tell he like did all of his scenes separate from everybody else because it's just like a close-up of his head you know yeah yeah. in the location but yeah i thought that one was really funny uh, yeah in there yeah, I, I don't know why that whole that whole pool party scene like really threw me off at first because I, I don't know why. I just at first I thought he was just going to a costume party <laughs> and then it hit me that it was like all these actual celebrities and stuff like that. And so it does become kind of fun picking out who's who, uh, even though, you know, some some people were famous, like Conan, as you mentioned, and some uh-huh. aren't aren't as well. And so. Uh, right, like I was trying to figure out, like the guy that was Alice Cooper the whole time. Like, who's, yeah, everybody yeah. else is somebody. Who's this Alice <laughs> Cooper guy? Like, this has to be someone. Uh, I thought that was. I thought Rain Wilson was really great in this. And like when he's like, "Oh, you brought your band. Great, that's fine, I guess." <laughs> <laughs> um, well, just to kind of sum up the movie, I mean, I, I know if this says anything, like this discussion has probably been more about Weird Al than the movie itself, which I sure. think is kind of telling of this movie uh but i (laughs) while i was watching it i mean i definitely was like um i get really confused not confused that might be the wrong word but just 
with all the content that's out there now and mo certain movies that make, you know, just to streaming streaming services versus the theater. And, but this was one where I was just like, this is a perfect streaming movie. Like, you know, it is, you know, uh, just funny, you know, laid back and relax, not something that you would ever really want to spend money going to the theater to see. But if, you know, if I would if they, never spend $13 to see this movie. No, like, no, no, absolutely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. But as far as just really just re relaxing and, you know, it, to me, it's kind of been a while. I, I know, uh, Barb and Star, uh, the movie with Kristen Wiig. Uh, mm -hmm. that's 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 the last movie I've seen that was like really going for just like stupid humor. Uh, but I I enjoyed this movie in that sense that you know there's just not a lot of movies like that anymore. I mean, we really grew up in a heyday of that, especially with a lot of the Mel Brooks films and that sort of thing. Um, I, I maybe I'm a little bit more out of touch, but it, it was fun to see a movie that was just really going for just just jokes not <laughs> just pure jokes yeah i think i would have um i think i would have loved this when i was in high school i mean i think i would have absolutely loved this movie i think i'm a little old for it now but it was it was still funny i like i said yeah i wouldn't have gone to the theater to seen it i probably wouldn't have seen it if you hadn't invited me on the podcast like i was aware of it but i wasn't like right. i'm gonna watch that like especially Maybe if it was on Netflix, but I wasn't going to search out the Roku channel to try to find this thing. Right. Um, it took me forever to realize I watched the first house in our the first half in our bedroom because we have a Roku in our bedroom. And I assumed that's how I had to get the Roku channel because I see that when I boot it up every time. Mm -hmm. And then last night I realized that I could just download the Roku app on my other television in my living room and watch it in the <laughs> living room. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. being able to watch this in in sections like this is not it's not a movie i was gonna sit down and watch the whole thing all the way through <laughs> no no and yeah that's 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 one just how i generally have to watch movies anyway but yeah that's that's how i watch this one too was... but that being said it was well done like it was a well done movie yeah um, yeah it was a much better quality than i thought it was going to be just from a movie standpoint you know it was released on the roku channel and not in theaters and whatever i i was expecting a lot shoddier of a film than i got i thought that, that this was it was pretty well put together oh yeah yeah i for sure and i think um i think the cameos actually kind of show that too that mm -hmm. um it, it brings some heft to it but i think especially like you mentioned daniel radcliffe is a lot of fun to watch and i i've enjoyed watching his career just because he makes really bold decisions and is a really good actor and it's hard to especially when you've been pinpointed as a kid and into a role like Harry Potter. I think he was in done, Harry Potter. <laughs> he's, he's done amazingly getting away from that persona. You know, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people will associate him with that, but I, I more so think about his movies after that than the Harry Potter stuff. Yeah. He's kind of been able to separate himself for that for me. Did you watch ever watch miracle workers on TBS? No, I didn't. Uh, it's him and Steve Buscemi. Um, it, this has been three seasons. It's on HBO Max. It's really funny. You should give it a you should give it a look. He's really good in that. And, oh yeah, uh, yeah. I think he's pretty successfully shed being Harry Potter. Or someone who I never thought would be anything other than Harry Potter. Right. To me, he yeah. he's done a great job and made really good choices. And I guess he can, right? 
he's probably got more money than he ever needs so he can do whatever he wants yeah yeah well he's um i didn't like the movie a whole lot but he's in the lost city um kind of playing against type and uh -huh. even though the movie's not great I, I i liked what he was doing in it for sure i never saw a swiss army man oh i really liked and i can't really even really remember it but he was in the movie what if did you ever see that movie oh with uh yeah no i i don't think i've seen that many movies he's in it honestly i saw the woman in black uh i never saw horns i never saw what he's in the second now now you see me which um, i don't think you could pay me to watch that <laughs> um there's a third one coming out uh but really? I, I guess i haven't seen him a lot i mean really miracle workers and yeah, yeah. But, he's good uh, in this yeah uh, that's all I he's really good in this yeah but um okay well those are our recommendations and Funny enough, uh, for the did we recommend it? I think we, I, <laughs> we recommended it with. <laughs> <laughs> you don't recommend it? No, no, it's not that. But I don't think I don't think we actually recommended it. I, I would recommend it if you like Weird Al. Right. Yes. Yeah. And if you if you don't, uh, I wondered if I showed this to Hallie, um, if she would like it or not. Um, uh, I, I don't know if the jokes or would be enough to sustain her, you know, versus if I just threw on like a naked gun or something like that, you know? Right. But, well, I yeah. mean, my kids are much younger than Hallie. So like Ella's too young. She wouldn't understand the irony of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she so, doesn't have that frame of reference. Right. Right. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I would, it's one of those, I mean, right off the gate, if you know, you tell somebody what it is and they're either going to be in for it or out for it. But um, yeah, if, it's, if it sounds like a movie they're interested in, they're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, well, um, so for next episode, taking kind of a detour, I say kind of, because it is a, another biopic. If you still want to call this a weird Al movie, a <laughs> true <laughs> biopic, but um, we will be discussing the 1982 film Gandhi, starring Ben Ben Kingsley. Have you have you ever seen the movie before? Uh, I haven't. I wonder if Weird is going to clean up at the Oscars like Gandhi did. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had always known that it won Best Picture, but mm -hmm. I had no idea that it had won a total of eight Oscars, which is crazy. Uh, but I, I feel like it's a movie that people don't talk a lot about. Um, I don't know if you feel that. No, that no. Way. I mean, I don't know much about it other than I think it's pretty long. It's supposed to be great. There's that line in 40-Year-Old Version about it, like, you watch Gandhi High, I think is what it is. And then I know it was directed by uh, by old John Hammond from Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I didn't really realize that until, still, you know, before I started it, I uh, clicked on the director and I was like, where he was what? breeding dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah. But uh, the the film is long. It's streaming on Hulu, but um, I I enjoyed the movie a lot. I think it's definitely a movie worth seeing. Uh, but Spoiler it is th it, it is three it is three hours long. So you uh, listen, listeners can uh, start now and uh, maybe work their way up to uh, next week's episode. <laughs> <I've> got a <laughs> week, <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll go. You know, we'll explore uh, some history. So, so I, I didn't know a whole lot about the man. So uh, it, it's it's a very interesting movie that I just think that they don't make anymore. <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. Um, well, um, also Kyle, did you know that you can financially support this podcast? Did you know that? I didn't, but tell me how I can, because I'm going <laughs> to go grab my checkbook, which is something that I definitely know where it is. And, so and it, immediately if, support. if listeners get their checkbook 
and then make it out <laughs> to movies or life um and then you know put in an envelope right yeah i've got to google address. how to write a check <laughs> yeah um you know find the stamps that i'm sure are easily uh, found in your you know office uh no if you look in the show notes there's a, a link just right there you can click on it that just helps support the podcast we really appreciate it just to uh, keep this going and so um you know so i can keep watching uh free movies on roku i've maybe. got yeah i've got a exactly <laughs> listen these free movies on the roku channel don't pay for themselves guys i'm gonna put a little plug in here for nathan he works really hard on this uh it, like he's got all these overhead costs that you wouldn't even believe that are associated with this podcast the the methadone alone that he has to buy uh just to curb his addiction enough to show up every week and record and sound mildly coherent um, you know, that money doesn't just grow on trees. So please support him. He's, he's got kids. <laughs> he's got he, he's got kids that um, he, he neglects as he... <laughs> I can see, I'm watching the video. They're literally behind him pawing at the window. Are they outside, Nathan? Bring them in. It's cold. <laughs> uh, so that link is in the show notes. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and uh, have a good evening. All right. Have a good one, buddy. All right. Bye. Bye.